Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to copy our style, but they stay frostbitten. You are now tuned to the sounds of CFRE 91.9 and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool, and this is Cool Radio. What we doing? You can catch me on your TV, even on the radio. Pop up at our box spot, hand on my Uwego. We invading airwaves. They be watching us, we so prosperous, ain't no stopping us, ain't no topping us, they be watching us, we so prosperous. Welcome back to the show, people. You're now tuned to the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, GM Cool, and welcome to Cool Radio. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! that we're live on the airways right now and we have a stacked show for you tonight as we do each and every thursday uh before i get into all that big shout out to my man john river for coming through on cool radio last week uh but this week we're about to do it just as big because we got my man toronto party starter kamikachi juice also known as mr john finley in the studio he's going to talk about the good and plenty the 10 year anniversary and also his third year anniversary of being on cool Radio because you know we're a big deal around here you know what i mean but before we get into all that man Man, um, you guys already know, man. I got some stuff to get off my chest that I need to air some stuff out about. So that means said, I think it's time to uh, let that ish breathe. Let this bitch breathe. Classic Jay Nas record, of course. Uh, but nonetheless, I digress. So this past week, I've been noticing that I've been, you know, pulled into a lot of conversations on social media in regards to you know mixed couples interracial dating and what have you and a lot of people want to get my take on it so i've delivered my take on you know facebook twitter and all those other forums or what have you but i figured i may as well bring the conversation to you the people and i want to know what you guys think of the matter so specifically i want to talk about interracial interracial dating amongst black people and the double standards that come with each gender so for example a friend of mine posted today on facebook i believe uh a split photo of you know two couples uh both celebrity couples if i'm not mistaken so on the left side it was robert sorry it was robin thick and paula Patton, and then on the right side it was tay diggs and his wife so on the left side, basically, uh, as far as Rob, uh, sorry, Robin Thicke and Paula Patton were concerned, a lot of people were saying how when a black woman dates a white man, she's often praised for it. It's seen as unique. It's seen as something different and new and refreshing and how the white man treats her better, most likely. Whereas on the other end, when they showed Tay Diggs and his wife, who was Caucasian, on the bottom of it, it said how you know people will be quick to judge uh, the black man, saying how... He doesn't like his mother or he's disrespecting his roots and this, that, and the third. So I always found it funny that 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 was uh, that picture was posted because I've come across those misconceptions before. And normally I've never I, I can't say I've seen any anyone judge a black woman for dating a white man. But I've seen so many times where a black man has dated a white woman. And I always thought, why is that double standard prevalence? You know? I mean, is it not acceptable for a black man to date outside his race? 
Um, I don't think it is. I don't think it's it's. A, I don't think it's not acceptable for, for anyone to do it at all. I mean, I feel like if you like someone for who they are, then race, ethnicity, culture, etc., should be left out of the question. That's my personal opinion on it. And on top of that, you can't judge someone for dating outside of the race if you don't know the reason for it. So if you see someone like a Tay Diggs dating a white woman, you can't say he doesn't like his mama, you know, he's disrespectful. Uh, he doesn't know his roots or his heritage. You can't be saying that. You have to you have to at least know the reason why they're doing it for it. But until you know the reason, that you can't point with the dirty fingers. I mean, even if they did do it for an ignorant reason, which could possibly be the case, you still can't judge because of the fact that you're not in the position as that person. At the end of the day, they made the choice, whether it's through a positive means or a negative means. At the end of the day, they have to live with that choice and they have to live with the consequences of that choice if that's the case. You know, no one should, you know, sit and try and dissect why they did that or should they try to quote unquote convert them back onto their onto their side of the fence, so to speak. At the end of the day, everyone has a choice to make as far as dating is concerned. And if they choose not to date within their own race, then that's their choice. Because you never know. There are people who probably don't date within their race because of the politics that comes with it. And that I can wholeheartedly understand because there are some cultural responsibilities, quote unquote, that a lot of people feel like they have to live up to if they are dating within their own race. And there's always an extra set of politics on top of the mandatory politics that comes with dating within your own race that people are just sick and tired of dealing with. And I, for one, don't blame them if that's the case. So... I think people really need to bear that into perspective. And on top of that, if you live in a multi multicultural diaspora, such as Toronto, for example, then you're going to come across a situation where you may date outside your race and no one can get mad at you for it, especially if we're talking about your parents. And for most of us, we are probably first or second generation Canadians, whereas our parents probably came from overseas or abroad. And they can't get mad at us for taking, for, uh, taking us into a culture where all cultures are blended into one and then say to us, oh, I want you to date within your own society or whatever. No, that's, that's not going to happen. Like me, for example, I'm African. And fortunately for me, I haven't been demanded to be dating within my own, not even, I'm not even going to say race, but within my own ethnicity, basically. So I didn't have my dad come up to me and say, hey, you are going to date an African woman where you grew up. Hey, that's, that's your responsibility. You need to keep the bloodline strong. No, he didn't say that to me. So thank God he didn't. But overall, if you are in this type of society, then you're going to come across a situation where most likely you will probably date someone outside your race, and that's totally fine. So I don't think, you know, as far as the context is black women and black women are concerned, neither party should be judged for it. Even if they do it through means of ignorance, that's none of our business at the end of the day. That's only their business. And if they choose to, you know, um, reveal that to you, so be it. But otherwise, it's none of our business. So we might as well just sip some tea to it. But what do you guys think? Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio and let me know your thoughts because I'm curious to know what your take is on the situation. Coming up after the commercial break, we got my man Kamakachi Juice in the building. He's going to talk about the 10th anniversary of The Good and Plenty plus a whole lot more. But before we get to that, you already know that we got to get to some Canadian content. And this one comes by way of my man Jazz Cartier. And this one is called Wake Me Up. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're now tuned to the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFRERadio.com. It is the man DM Cool. And welcome back to 
cool radio. Now, as promised, our guest for the evening. Uh, this is this man's third year in a row being here promoting such a blessed and fun party known as The Good and Plenty. Many people know him as the old school sneakerhead that brought that nice style to many of his parties, and he continues to do so on a regular basis. However, this one is special because it may be the final hurrah. Oh, will man. it be? We will find out in a matter of moments because, ladies and gentlemen, I have my man Joshua Finley, a.k.a. Kamakachi Juice, in the building right now. What's up, fam? Yo, your intros Listen, the best. Like, just like your parties, I try to outdo my intros each and every year, all right? Like, I got something to live up to. Yo, that was good. I like that. Oh, man. So, yo, tell us, man. Like, it's been, you know, a year since the last time you were here. Uh, what's happened with you? You know, just not with your parties, but, like, overall in life, man. Like, what have you been life. up to? Um, life is good. We're still working. We're grinding. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, uh, we're hustling hard. Mm-hmm. It's been a whole year. And, honestly, I feel like <clears throat> this, this part of the... Um, of, of the campaign is the most exciting part coming okay. here because mm-hmm. now it's like this is the third year in a row yes. I think I think we texted each other how many months ago oh it had to have been like at the very least like late January I'm yeah. thinking so that's facts like, like late I, I didn't even have a venue yet yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even have a, a date settled for the party but uh-huh. I knew that I had to be here oh of course man. I knew and, that and whatever my party was where, is gonna be or whatever venue it's gonna be at I have to be here first. Like that's uh, <laughs> Listen, that, that gets a cool drop right there. Right? I was just like, that's just well deserving of that. I appreciate yeah, it. So I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. This was a priority. Of course. And it's kind of different actually because normally you say that you already have the venue planned out by like maybe like around January or February at the latest, whatever. So um, was there like trouble like tying any loose ends together yes. or anything like that? Actually, yes. Um, it's actually funny. It's like this year was probably the hardest it was for me to secure a venue which is actually crazy because in my mind, it's my 30th birthday, mm-hmm. it's the 10th year anniversary. My goal is to make this the grand finale of The Good and Plenty, uh-huh. and I usually have a venue locked in by December, January, but every venue this year seemed to have been booked, yeah. seemed to have been giving me the runaround, giving me excuses. Every club owner in Toronto somehow, for some reason, wasn't getting back to my emails, my calls, my texts, and I hope they're all listening because yeah. that's exactly <laughs> what actually happened. Shots fired, pow, pow. Yeah. It actually happened, which, which is cool. It's a humbling experience yeah. because when I'm actually like <laughs> trying to, like, like a bulldozer trying to hit up all these clubs, like, listen, I, I have a product, like a, a uh, an event that yeah. I, I promise you is going to be a sold out event. A I proven need, product. I just need the venue. Just yes. Give me the club and I will, I will live up to it and I will exceed what you're expecting. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't get a club up until I think three weeks ago, mm-hmm. which is when I texted a couple of my purse close, uh, you know, my, my close boys. I was yeah. like, listen, I finally got a club. Cause everybody's yeah. like, yo, where's the good and plenty? Where? And I'm like, just wait on yeah. it. Just wait on it. <laughs> but low key, I was like losing sleep at night. <laughs> yo. It's like, I got this. I got this. Just sweating I cold sweats. I don't know where this party's going to be. Yeah. I was taking booth bookings already, mm-hmm. not knowing where the party's going to be. I was already making posts since December on my Instagram. Yeah. I tagged you in something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Not knowing where the party was going to be, but everything happens for a reason. So, uh, yeah, I got the venue that I wanted, though. Yes. And which venue was that, actually? Which is Maison Mercer. Okay. Which, for those who don't know, it's it's probably, in my eyes, not even just promoting right now, but it's the most premium and luxurious venue Ooh. in Toronto right now. Okay. Like, there's a lot of, you know, spots on King Street and, you know, certain clubs that hold three, 400. They're also luxurious, but this yeah. is more 
like when I Googled it, it showed up as a concert venue. Okay. So it's more, it can hold 1,300 people. Yeah. It has more like, open space. Yeah, massive open space. Yeah. You know, it has 35 plus VIP booths, mm-hmm. which your average club these days are more around 10 to 15. Mm-hmm. It's kind of double the size. And that was the venue I had my eyes set on a year ago. It just took a while to get it. Yeah. Which, which um, I enjoy that part of what I do. Yeah, exactly. Because you felt like you conquered something. Yeah, I basically. feel like I conquered it. I was like, there you go. <laughs> venue. Bless, bless. <laughs> now, you mentioned <clears throat> that it's the 10-year anniversary of the Good and Plenty. Uh, what growth have you seen from the time it first started up until now? Man, how much time we have? <laughs> Listen, we got all night. Well, we got till nine. But <laughs> how, much, how much time do we have? Because with that one, uh-huh. I always like to let people know this. The very first Good and Plenty that ever happened hosted, was hosted by Drake. Yes. Um, and at the time... Before he was signed, that was the grassy. I'm, yeah, I'm guessing, the, the grassy right? Grassy Drake. Okay. He was. He was. His crew was called ATF. Yeah, yeah. All things fresh. Yeah, I remember that. At the time, uh, he was an up and coming Toronto artist. Mm-hmm. I was a brand new promoter in the city. We knew each other through close mutual friends, like mm-hmm. actually, you know, going to barbecues and stuff like that. But yeah. you know, this was 2006, mm-hmm. um, and I had asked him if he wants to host my birthday party, and he was like, "Dope!" Like mm-hmm. in a sense of like, it's promotion for him, it's yeah. promotion for me. Mm-hmm. This was before MySpace. Actually, no, this was. I think space. yeah, that was during the yeah, MySpace era. MySpace. That was when it just started yeah. to pop up. This yeah. was before Face, maybe not before Facebook, but I didn't have Facebook. Facebook yet. was early at that time. It was yeah, still in its advent, I think. I got Facebook in like 07. Yeah, me too. So before Blackberries, iPhones, this was me promoting this party, you know, actually being physically in the streets. Yeah, with the flyers. With flyers and going up to people and letting them know, you know, um, the guy from Degrassi's hosting my party mm-hmm. and people kind of not being as responsive to him at the time yeah. and to me at the time, mm-hmm. which was great because that pushed me to make sure that that event was successful. Drake hosted it. Um, and then the year later, I was like, I got to do this party again. Yeah. And then that's when I was 20 or 21. Yeah, I had to do this party again. And mm-hmm. I've had some bad times, which, which is, you know, only those who've actually been to this 10 years in a row, yeah. which are probably a handful, maybe a dozen people, yeah. know that the third and fourth one maybe weren't so great. Uh-huh. They probably didn't. Next to nobody came. Uh-huh. But I needed that to happen. Yeah. Because then that pushed me mm-hmm. to make sure that that never happened again. Exactly. And then I remember the fifth one was sold out. The sixth one was sold out. Mm-hmm. The seventh one was sold And so forth and so forth and so forth. Because I was like, you kind of get a slap in the face when you throw a birthday party and nobody shows up. Yeah. But I liked that that happened. Mm-hmm. Because you need that to happen yeah. in order to... Yeah, you know, get that motivation. In order to attain victory, you must you must experience defeat first. You need basically. it. I remembered the ones that nobody showed up to. Yeah. So what was he? <laughs> and I'll never forget it. Yeah, no. key, I'll never forget those ones. Yeah, that was like oh eight, oh nine, but it's okay. Don't kill me. Yeah, so what okay. was different from those years that you improved upon in the following years to come? Like, what was the main difference you noticed personally? Um, like, was it your promotional strategy? Like, what? what? Yeah, it was more. Uh, I always tell people building relationships. Mm. I think at the time I was promoting my birthday party, just social media was hot. It mm. was new like to me. Yeah. I remember I just got Facebook. I was like, okay, cool. I can send out a blast and a thousand people are going to show up. Yeah. Not going to happen. You can send out a million blasts, but if you don't build relationships with people, if you don't actually 
you know, have friendships, business, yeah. personal, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. And then you say, listen, I'm throwing my party. They're not, they're not going to show up yeah. because at the end of the day, you're just some random guy, random guy just posting. So yeah. I remembered, I was like, listen, I got to change up the way I marketed myself and the way mm-hmm. I marketed the party so that it doesn't flop. Yeah. And that was like another eye opener to me, like actually just building relationships with people, mm-hmm. which uh, yeah, <coughs> I had to do. Exactly. <laughs> now, I love how you mentioned, you know, building relationships, because over the years, you've built a very strong relationship with rap pioneer Big Daddy King. Mm-hmm. And for many people who don't know, The Good and Plenty was actually a lyric of his that he said in the song, yes. which was, I believe it was Smooth Operator. Yeah. Um, I think it was 87, if I'm not mistaken. But nonetheless, uh, he said in his, in his record, The Good and Plenty serving any and many. So my question to you is, has he ever attended one of your uh, Good and Plenty jams before? <sighs> He hasn't, uh-huh. but we've talked about it. Okay. I've had actual face-to-face conversations uh, when Kane was in Toronto in yeah, the yeah. car. We went out to eat for dinner. Mm-hmm. I would say he's very aware of this party. Mm-hmm. I showed him pictures, videos, which was like, you know, a numbing experience when yeah, you're with yeah. Big Daddy Kane and you're showing him pictures of your birthday party and you're, you're asking him, I want to get you to host it. Yeah. But he had his personal reasons as to why he uh, couldn't host the party. Yeah. You know, he said he had a, a lot of issues sometimes crossing the border in and out of Canada. Yeah, because we got strict laws for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> because of a charge he had over 20 years ago. Wow. He said that they give him the hassle of a lifetime that mm-hmm. um, he he said, that's what he told me, he mm-hmm. doesn't really like coming into Canada because of those reasons. Yeah. Because of the border reasons. Exactly. So, um, But every year he shouts me out, yeah. whether it's text or Twitter, usually. Oh, I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. And it's been every single year, I think maybe three years in a row now, yeah. where he wishes me a happy birthday mm-hmm. and wishes he was at the good and plenty. Exactly. And I always screenshot it. And I, oh yeah, of course, right? <laughs> it's, a, it's a social media stunt, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I remember <clears throat> you actually, you brought him out to... Uh, the Amnesia concert. I think yeah. it was 2012 or 2013. No, it was 2013, actually. Yeah. I remember that. Because he actually hailed me up like while he was performing. Like um, He went off stage start performing in the crowd or whatever. Yeah, I saw him come up to me. I was like, shit, he's not about to come up to me right now. <laughs> he's not about to come He's, he's spitting his record or whatever. I'm just like, yo, they got yeah. He hails me up while he's spitting his record. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, who yeah, got a teacher in that? <laughs> yeah, see, and that, I didn't actually bring him, uh, like, he was performing in Toronto already. Mm-hmm. Then he called me. Yeah. I remember I was chilling. That afternoon, I saw my phone ringing, Big Daddy Kane, yeah, and I yeah. dropped everything. Yeah. I, was doing. I was like, all right, socks, shoes, Dead, shirt, right. out the door. Yeah, I picked him up from his hotel. We were just cruising for like five, six hours. Yeah. We went to Saga. We worked out. Like I said, we went and got lunch. We got dinner. We were at his hotel just chilling before the concert. Yeah. We got like chauffeured to the concert, wow. backstage, eating chicken wings, just chilling. Yeah. Then that, that concert happened. So I was just kind of like a blessing to be a part of that experience yeah um yeah which was can't even really <laughs> yeah you can't explain. quantify that yeah man. you can't quantify that definitely not man that's crazy so what i want to ask you actually is um you know in light of this whole 10-year anniversary and what have you <clears throat> what are some of the changes that you've noticed overall for the for the nightlife scene in toronto from 06 up until now Lots. Uh, I I honestly think social media has changed so much. Oh yeah. Because I'm gonna say my first three years, oh six, oh nine, social media was out. Yeah. But it wasn't as heavy as it is now. Yeah. So when I was doing the first three, four good and plenties, there was no form of sending one broadcast message and 
getting your full your whole phone your whole phone to get this message to come to your party mm -hmm. i had to individually message people or get on the phone and call them or yeah. meet up with them just to talk about the party or physically go places day in day out day in day out which i feel as 2009 2010 came out you know with iphones and berries and mm -hmm. stuff um it made it very easy for people to promote parties mm -hmm. and to spread the word you know mm -hmm. because of pictures and videos and things like that yeah so the game definitely has changed oh yeah definitely what i've noticed actually as far as like inside the clubs and what have you i feel like people don't have as much fun as they used to you know no. what i mean like i feel like people don't really dance as much and yeah. they just want to pose up for cameras that aren't there or whatever they just want to you know stunt for the gram or for the snap it's, and it's all Snapchat, that it's instagram and i'm just like you guys are missing the whole point of the jam you know yeah. what i mean like you're supposed to have fun get loose meet people and all that stuff but people just kind of want to post on the wall it's a great seven to eight dance yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. i mean right so that's the sour thing that i've noticed about the club scene that i don't really enjoy anymore mm -hmm. because i feel like that essence has almost been taken away I was thinking this year for the good and plenty, I'm gonna have a phone check in at the door. Ooh, okay, okay, that's not I bad. I may do it. I may do it. <laughs> I, it, it was, I always come up with these crazy ideas, but I was thinking to get a box or some something where people are not on their phones. Yeah. Because I, I want it where it's such an exclusive experience that oh, if yeah. you actually did not come, if you weren't there, yeah, that's you you actually missed out exactly not, oh i'll just stay home and watch the whole party on snapchat yeah. and instagram and uh -huh. you know i would love to do that it probably can't happen yeah but, you know that's uh it was one of my ideas that i came up with exactly and real quick before we go to the next segment actually um nba all-star weekend that must have been busy for you it was Please tell me what you had to go through for that weekend. Because I've been telling people ever since the jump that that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be like Caravan on steroids. I would love to talk about that because, you know, uh, it was probably the busiest weekend I've ever had mm -hmm. in the sense that I think I partied like three parties a night uh -huh. for like oh, seven three parties nights a night. straight. Jesus. Yeah, like we were like, because I was working, like I'm promoting and hosting yeah. a bunch of different parties each night, six, seven nights straight. Uh, and then it was also like the coldest, oh, the coldest God. winter Jesus. Toronto has ever had. Oh, they chose a wrong yeah. time to make it below um, 20. There was so much promotional stuff going on. Like I was doing um, promotional work with Nike mm -hmm. during that time as well. Nike basketball. Yeah. That I was doing this five week all-star training plus the parties. Mm -hmm. Plus I was looking for a venue for the good and plenty at the yeah, same yeah. time. Plus, you know, one one cold night, my car died on me on the Saturday night. It was the Jeez. coldest night. I'm le I was leaving the Snoop Dogg party at Union Nightclub. Yeah. And my car wouldn't start. Um, so that was also fun. Yeah, right. I'm <laughs> I sure. Like, I need this to happen. Uh -huh. Anytime things like that happen, I'm like, I need this to happen in order for greater things to happen. So, exactly. You know, that was a, a, a nice, fun lesson. That, Definitely. Uh, a humbling that, uh, experience. Yeah, it was a humbling say. experience yeah. you know, on the Saturday night. That was near the end of All-Star Weekend. But, mm -hmm. you know, I worked that out. Uh, yeah, it was busy, but it was good. It was a great experience overall. I, I can imagine. I think that weekend for me <clears throat> wasn't as busy, you know, wasn't as uh, <laughs> extravagant. But nonetheless, <laughs> I dedicated that entire weekend to basketball because I had, like, I never thought we would ever get that weekend ever. Yeah. So when from Thursday to even the Monday, you know, yeah. the holiday or whatever, anything that wasn't basketball related, I cut off. Like, yeah. if, you, if you had nothing to do with basketball or maybe, like, a little bit of hip-hop, you're cut off. So, like, that, that, meant, that meant, like, no politics, no wrestling for me, no, no nothing. Like, everything was cut. Yeah, like, yeah. 
maybe like a girl that I was talking to. I'm sorry, but like, yeah. unless you're going to an event like, right now. Yeah, exactly. Not that I'm trying to like philander or nothing like that, but like, if you ain't about, about this basketball life that I've been about ever since like I was five years old, yeah. then we can't talk right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I hear that. Oh, man. But nonetheless, um, you already know how we do, man. It's your third time here, and we're about to get into the games. You already know. So, yes. um, one game that we're about to play right now, you haven't experienced before because we instituted this last summer, actually. So this game that I got queued up for you right now, the first one, I should say, is one that's called Cool or Uncool. So with that being said, we're about to drop it just like this. So you're an old school guy. I know you are. Um, the track that we have playing in the background is from a group called Diggable Planets, and the song is entitled Cool Like That. So, of course, you have to play this in the background while we're doing the game. Um, so what I need you to do is I'm going to give you a list of scenarios. And you are going to simply tell me whether they are cool or uncool. Now, feel free to give uh, your dissertation on these, uh, <laughs> on your reason or on your selections, all right? Yeah. So, uh, first one on deck. Waiting in line, cool or uncool. Like you would even know what that means nowadays. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's cool. Okay. And why would you say it's cool? I'm curious. Because at the end of the day, yeah. some people do gotta wait in line. Uh -huh. So I don't wanna be the, the guy to say that's uncool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make that an uncool thing. If you gotta wait in line, that's cool, you know? Yeah. Make it cool. Do a diddy bop, you know? Exactly. Take Just... some Snapchats, do something cool. Make it a cool experience. Exactly. <laughs> One thing I hate though, like for some some clubs, like they'll make they'll make everyone wait in line even though there's like no one inside the venue the just to build the hype I and everything. Like I, I like yeah, I think that's that's played out in my yeah, opinion. I tell man. them when I do events, yeah. do not hold the line, please. Exactly. Let them in. Let them in. Exactly. I don't want to be that guy. Especially when it's like negative 20 outside. Yeah. Like I only imagine what it was like for people who were going to clubs on the weekend. That's the main reason why I didn't go to a club on that weekend. Yeah. Not because of the well, mainly because of the price, because of like 800 bucks, but like. Just waiting in line with that fierce weather. Like, that's disgustingly yeah, that's crazy. But let's keep it moving, though. Uh, bottle service, cool or uncool? It's cool. It's cool? It's cool? Yeah, yeah. You have to think about that one for yeah, a minute. Yeah, what, yeah. What, what, what were you thinking about? Because I was thinking about, you know, back in the day, and I'm going to say in my day, when I was earlier, 19, 20, 21, it wasn't, it, I mean, it was cool, but it wasn't a, It wasn't as important. Yeah. We, we were more, you know, at the bar, buying drinks, you know, buy a couple rounds, couple shots, mm -hmm. as, you know, 2010, 2011, 2012, yeah. it was more bottle service, bottle yeah. service, bottle service. So yeah. now I enjoy it because mm -hmm. I'm thinking about my birthday party. Exactly. It's a bottle service party. See, I feel like <clears throat> when it comes to birthday parties, it's more for the celebration. I hope yeah. you and your, and, your, and your friends are just celebrating, drinking toast to life and what have you. But when it comes to just like, you know, overall, just like on a weekly basis, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people do it just to, to stunt, basically. Just to, Which is, yeah. just to show off, you know what yeah. I mean? So that, that's one aspect that I don't like about it because you're kind of playing to be like a different character in the club. But then like once you step out, yeah. you still got to worry about how you're going to fend for yourself for the next two weeks, right? Because you just blew up like three quarters of your paycheck. Yeah. That, that's, that's the aspect that I think about it uh, from that standpoint. But uh, let's keep it moving, though. Um... People try to talk business to you as you're in the club. Cool or uncool? <laughs> uh, it's cool. It's cool? It's cool. It's definitely cool. I like, I always feel, um, I feel, uh, it's like, a, I feel honored sometimes when people want to talk to me business yeah. in the club. Like, I, I actually, I'm like, I like that you're coming to me because I could just, you know, maybe they can go to anybody. They can go to anybody for advice. They can go to anybody talk business, but they choose to come to me. And sometimes I'm like, you know, that's great. I feel great. Yeah, you know what? 
I didn't look at it from that standpoint, so I may have to reconsider my thought process, but at least for now, I can consider that to be a double-edged sword of sorts, because, like, on the other end, it's just like, I'm trying to have a good time, and then I hear, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. ah, I was just like, <laughs> I'm just like, alright, yeah. maybe Monday we can do yeah, lunch. Yeah, exactly. I hear you, but uh-huh. <laughs> turn up a little bit. Exactly. 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 There you go. Now, let's see here. Um, let's see. Ooh, the Toronto Raptors right now. Cool or uncool? I'm going to say cool. Okay. I, I, I got to rep Toronto. Yes. I have some friends that say they don't like Toronto Raptors. They're not here right now. Yeah. You know what? They're, they're always going to be... I hate the ones who like don't hate the Raptors when they're doing well, but then they'll still support like the Lakers or the Knicks when they're playing like total ass. You know what yeah. I mean? That's just me. I'm just a hardcore fan at heart, but I like what they're doing right now. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, we got to get to the second game right now, right? And this one you are well familiar with. I'm afraid. <laughs> don't be afraid. Or something. Do not be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, girls. it's time for I'd quit the game. Every second, every minute, man, I swear <laughs> that she girl. can get it. Of course. Why, why wouldn't it be? <laughs> now, in this alternate universe, you are the eligible bachelor. You are wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing, jet flying, limousine riding, all that fun stuff. But there comes a point in time in every man's life, and every woman's life as well, where you've got to quit the game. You've got to settle down, have the kids with the uh, the white home and the white picket fence, with the, uh, the end goal. With the it's the, it's the end goal, you know, with the Dog. tire, yeah, you yeah. know, with the tire swing, apple pie cooler on the windowsill, yeah, all that yeah. good stuff. So. Based on that, if you had to quit the game for one of these two ladies that, that I've handpicked already, who would you quit the game for? <clears throat> would you quit the game for Sophia Vergara or would you quit the game for Lower London? The choice is yours, my friend. Lower in London from ATL? Yes. Can it be Lower in London when she was in ATL? That was my crush. <laughs> you know what? It, it's got to be, it's gotta be in current, current times. Current times. Lower in London. In the movie ATL, what year was that? That was 2006, 2006. Uh, 10 years ago, right around the time you started The Good and Plenty. Yeah, what do you know about that? Yeah, I remember seeing that in the theater. I got, I got to go with Lauren London. You got to go she's, with Lauren London? She's, she's timeless. She's, she's gorgeous. Fair enough, fair enough. She, she, she's a pretty woman. You yeah. know, I'm just not into her uh, selection of men. That's all I got to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to just... And that one there. Yeah, right? no, right? Fair enough. But nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, we got my man Kamikachi Juice in the building. And when we come back, we're going to get into Trip Talk. But before we do all that, once again, we got to get into Canadian content because that's what we do for y'all. And this one comes by way of my man John River, Saga City's Finest. And this record right here is called The League. So keep it locked. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're now tuned to the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, GM Cool, and welcome back to Cool Radio. Still got my man, uh, Kamikachi Juice, in the building, just uh, discussing some uh, politics that comes with the business of uh, event planning, what have you. <laughs> it's the nature of the beast, I guess, right? Crazy. Oh, man, that's insane. But nonetheless, we're going to talk about uh, a little bit more politics with this next segment which is entitled Trip Talk. So you already know how it goes, man. Three topics of three minutes discussing the latest and greatest that happened within the world of hip-hop and pop culture and everything in between. <laughs> Let's see if I know it. <laughs> oh, don't, 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 don't get me wrong, man. I will, I will brief you on it. It's cool. It's cool. So first one you might actually know about. So this one has to do with uh, the hometown hero, Jizzy Drake. Now, he revealed on uh, social media this past week that his uh, upcoming album, Views from the Six will be released in April. So he didn't give an exact date, but he just posted on his Instagram picture 
uh, a picture of the billboard that's up in Toronto that says views, and then he just said views April. So, you being you know a close friend of Drake or a close associate at the very least, um, how valid do you feel that you know of this album release dates? Uh, very valid. Okay. Very very valid. Um, yeah. There is a date. Mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't know that he didn't release the date. I thought that he did publicly, but I know that he does have uh, an actual album release date, and it's going to be very soon. Okay. Okay. So, so it's in April. We know that, but like, there's an actual date that he has locked in, but he hasn't revealed it yet. Revealed it. Ah. Okay. Okay. But of course, you know, you being the inside man, yeah. you would know that. But you're probably sworn to secrecy, which I understand. <laughs> Yeah, there is a definitely a date. Okay, okay. So now me, you know, being, you know, the Inquisitor, I feel like he's going to align it on the 16th of March because you got to think about it like this. It, or sorry, the 16th of April, rather, because the fourth month of the year is April. You know, mm-hmm. on the 16th day, on 2016, so let's think about it, you know, 416, views from the 6th. So I personally feel that he's kind of going to try and align that. And even though that's on a Saturday, which I researched, um, that's not normally the typical day that um, artists release their their uh, albums. But Drake is not your typical artist. I mean, this guy dropped, if you're reading this, is too late, out of nowhere, basically. I can't remember what day he did yeah. that last year. But I wouldn't be surprised if he did somewhat of a, a flash mob type of album release, so to speak. So You may be right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it sounds like good information. Yeah, you know what? And, and my, I mean, it just sounds, it's, it just, the, re- the, the handwriting's on the wall, man. Yeah. I mean, like, everything is very Toronto themed, you know? Like, and I try not to look too deep into it, but like, when Drake does these types of things, it's, everything is online. I mean, you look at his beef with Meek Mill, for example. I mean, he dropped back to back, like, yeah. four days after he dropped Charged Up. He dropped it during the time where the Blue Jays were having a series against the Philadelphia Phillies. He had the album artwork of Joe Carter winning the second World Series against the Philadelphia Phillies. Meek Mills from yeah, Philly. I mean, it's, he's too strategic to, for everyone's own good. And on top of that, you know, the NBA All-Star Weekend, you know, happened to be in Toronto uh, on 2016. Yeah. So another, you know, another hint at the six, the six and what have you. So mind you, Toronto, I had already planned that from two years ago anyway, but, you know, still trying to align that type of, you know, strategy with it. So yeah. it won't surprise me if Drake drops it on that date is all I'm trying to say. Sounds like it. All right, yeah. all right. And with that, we're going to keep it moving because I feel like you're on to something right now. <laughs> More so, I feel like I'm on to something yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's keep it moving then. So this one is quite interesting, actually, because it involves Amber Rose. Now, and by the way, did you know Amber Rose and Terrence Ross of the Toronto Raptors are having a little thing thing going on? Is that true? I just found out like a week ago. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> my man, of course, like, yeah. I didn't know, I didn't know. First and foremost, that would explain why he's playing so well. Like, he's actually... <laughs> he's nice and relaxed. He's actually consistent with the jumper. Like, every time this man comes off the bench, he gets, like, a cool, like, 11. I'm like... I'm like, yo! He's playing nice and relaxed. Russ is nice, nice right now. Like, I don't want to, like, you know, speak too soon, but, like, those inconsistencies, you know, like, they've dissipated. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know what she's doing right now, but she needs to keep on doing it. This might be the only time where I'm actually on her side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, nonetheless, I digress. So, with this story... Um, she actually got into a bit of a Twitter or not even a Twitter rant, but I would say a social media rant in general about the uh, double standard between her and Beyonce. She's always trust me. She is crying about something all the time. Now, she was complaining because of the fact that people praise Beyonce 
for, you know, being, I don't know, I guess what you consider quote-unquote scantily clad while she's on stage performing or what have you. Yeah. Meanwhile, her and another girl like Kim Kardashian get ridiculed for it by social media. So here's what she had to say, <clears throat> and I quote, So if we could sing, it would be okay if we were on stage half naked. We all love Beyonce, but she's on stage half naked and twerking all the time. Yet people say, oh, she has talent, so she's able to do that. We don't have the talent that Beyonce has, so we get criticized as former sex workers. But at the end of the day, we're just women. We're all women, and we should all embrace each other. No one is greater. We're all the same. So to criticize us as incapable of being smart businesswomen because Kim has a reality show and I'm a socialite and we don't sing is stupid. We both been in movies and we take our acting business ventures and everything else very seriously. I hear what she's saying, but... We don't believe you need more people kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. It's, one of those things. Like, it's like we hear you, but... You're, you're not Beyonce. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> exactly. You know what? That's a bad... Like, I hear you. Cool. <laughs> yeah, like, Beyonce's, there's only one. Exactly. So. And, you know, and to add to that, actually, she said in another rant where, you know, that that had to align somewhere around the, the confines of classism. And I'm saying to myself, hold on, no, 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 no. This is not classism. Classism is when you are ranked below someone because of a certain amount that you owe per year or it yeah. may have to do a race or some sort of social ideological standpoint. This is not classism. At the end of the day, people ridicule people like Amber Rose and Kim Kardashian because they use their looks or their body in general as a commodity to get ahead. If if she hadn't dated Kanye West, we wouldn't know who this person is. If Kim Kardashian didn't make that sex shape with Ray J, we wouldn't know who she is. And the fact, you know, going back to Kim, that her whole empi- her whole empire and legacy is built off the back of that sex tape just shows you that you don't really have to get do too much to get ahead in today's society. Whereas Beyonce, you're looking at someone who's been grinding on the music scene for almost 20 years now. From her days as as a member of Destiny's Child up until now, she has built her empire. She's a woman who's able to sing. She can dance. Acting is okay, but at the end of the day, she has, you know widen her repertoire as far as the arts is concerned so when people give her praise it's just due now i do agree that the beehive can go a little too crazy sometimes for my liking but at the end of the day if we're comparing her to amber rose beyonce's praise is well justified you know so amber needs to understand i don't know why she doesn't understand this but she needs to understand that because you are viewed as a socialite and not someone who has a career that really involves a lot of effort you have to understand that you're gonna get ridiculed you know when you're taking when you purposely invite paparazzi to take naked pictures of you on the beach or if you're wearing like if you're like 90 percent butt naked like You can't not expect this type of behavior. This is like me saying, don't judge me as a radio personality, even though I have my own radio show. You know what I mean? This is like saying, don't... Yeah, yeah, I'm not even going to get into more examples. Because right now, this is just idiocy from her part. I think this is just her saying, I want attention. Love me. Love (laughs) me. You know what I mean? So it's just like... It keeps her in the the public eye, I guess. Listen, you're doing something right with Terrence Ross, so just don't make me just <laughs> shun you right now for, yeah. for doing else. Just keep what you're doing with Terrence, and we're all gravy, all right? Yeah. And on to our final topic, um, LL Cool J has announced that he is in the studio making a new album right now. Really? So I have the exact quotes right now, and this is by way of social media. <clears throat> and he says the following, and I quote, 
Today, I'm officially coming out of retirement and starting a new album. So your time is set for 8 p.m. I'm going to massacre the rap game. What's <laughs> these guys are naughty as head right he, now? One of my what, what is your take on this? I got to hear this. All. You got when you're one of the greatest, like in my in my opinion, I've, I've always put LL Cool J in my top five. I, I feel like he's in a sense underrated because not many people will throw him in the top five. But mm -hmm. when you listen to his earlier albums, yeah, like I have like his albums from 1988, 1990, yeah. 91, like LL Cool J into the mid late 90s, yeah, it's timeless music, yeah. But that's kind of where it ended. Yeah. Because then I feel like as the 2000s... You know, he had a couple singles here and there, but like the there. albums weren't as cohesive, yeah. though. And then a lot of other new artists started coming out. You know, The sound started changed, to change. Yeah. You know, different types of genres of rap started. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where he should have left it. Yeah. Left it let him have, you know, his hot albums. Because he has songs that they still will play in the club. Yeah. Like Around the Way Girl, you know, things yeah. like that. Ooh. They still play that little song. That's my so, record right yeah, there. Yeah, so you don't want to have... 2016 LL Cool J yeah. in an era where rap or people are listening to Future and they're listening to you know all those type of rappers. Mm -hmm. His style may not work in today's in I today's guess, climate. Uh, I guess yeah, you could call it today's <coughs> the way that the kids today are listening to music. Yeah, his style may not work. Exactly. I don't even know what it's gonna be, but and that's the thing right there. Like I had a conversation with a couple of my boys about this a couple of days ago, and I said that if LL is going to make an album, then he needs to make an album that isn't going to try and, you know, submerge itself with the rest of the crowd, so to speak. Like, for example, Dr. Dre, when he came out with the Compton album last summer, it was a good album, in my opinion, because he didn't try to cater to what was already out there right now. He didn't try to do a trap album or something yeah. like that. So I feel like LL needs to have the same train of thought. And I think he needs to focus, if he's going to be doing this album, he needs to focus more on the quality of the music rather than the record sales. Because if he tries to do that, that's where you're going to get caught in the whirlwind of trying to catch on to what's new, what's hot, yeah. what's edgy, etc. Because I feel like with LL, like, he really started to fall off because of the fact he tried to do all that. Yeah, like, yeah. when he came out with, like, he had a record called Ratchet, and I'm just like, dog, like, you, no, Ratchet's not for you, bro. Wow. And then he had some record with, with I think it was... Something Brad Paisley is like a country artist talking oh, yeah. about talking about racism in America and talking about how you know the Confederate flag is is the equivalent of a do rag or something like that. I'm just like no, no 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 two different playing fields, man. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like if he's gonna do this, he has to do this right. He yeah. cannot think about album sales. And he's got to think to himself, you debuted in the 80s, and your prime was somewhere in between 85 up until maybe 1998. Yeah, as far as, as far as albums yeah, are concerned. Even in the 2000s, he had, some, he had some pretty dope singles here and there in the 2000s, yeah. but then like the albums weren't as strong, and then so he's got to keep that That's in the true. back of his mind. And I feel like he doesn't need to do sounds that that were done in like 1998 or whatever but i think he needs to link himself with producers who know his sound and can try and make a modern version of yeah, his yeah, sound yeah. if he can do that then i will give it a yeah. listen at the very least mm -hmm. but nonetheless speaking of ll cool j i feel like it's time to get old school and kamikachi i know you're a man who loves to get old school Always. so with that being said it is time for the throwback thursday track of the day and we're about to drop that drop just like as soon as I find that drop, where is that drop? There we go, just like this. Y'all already know. Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio, and let me know what you feel should be the 
back Thursday track of the day. And because we're talking about LL Cool J, I figure, you know, why not? Let's why not get into LL right now? And from his 1991 album, I believe, Mama Said Knock You Out, we're going to play the lead single of that album, which was of the same name, Mama Said Knock You Out. So keep it locked. When we come back, we're about to knock out a wankster with the wankster of the week segment. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Yo. Yeah. What's going on, people? It's your boy Femi Lassen and man, me. It's your man, Bo Pinto, at Bo Pinto. Jay Hood from the Toronto Argos. You are now tuned in. Cool! Cool! Radio 91.9 FM. It's an amazing interview. I had an amazing experience. I had an amazing time. The best radio show experiences I've had ever. Stay tuned for the hottest in news. Hip-hop, entertainment, and everything. Every Thursday at 8 p.m. Big shout out to DM Cool. Good vibes. Love you, man. You're famous. I love it. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. You're now tuned to the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. I still got my man, Kamikachi Juice, in the building. Say what's up to the people if you can. What up, what up, what up? You already know what it is. And it is about that time, ladies and gentlemen. I know we're kind of approaching your overtime, but I will not keep you waiting any longer. So with that being said, who has entered the shallowed walls of the Hall of Shame this week? Who has been crowned the captain of coonery this week? Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Wankster of the Week. Now, this week, I've got to give it to someone who's slightly outside of the uh, hip-hop slash urban spectrum because this statement that this wankster made, it was too much for me to pass up and just ignore. So on that note, I got to give the wankster to former presidential candidate Sarah Palin is getting the wankster of the week. It's because of some comments that she made at a Donald Trump rally. Now, first and foremost, if you're supporting Donald Trump, then you're already on a Mac Wankster. I'm just sorry. It's how it is. But nonetheless, the comments that she made were so egregious that I had to induct her into this week's Hall of Shame. And here are the statements that she made. She made statements in regards to Trump, to all the black Trump protesters who have been, you know, at the rallies trying to protest against him. And basically, she had some unflattering comments, to say the least. And this is what she said. And I quote, What we don't have time for is all that petty, punk-ass little thuggery stuff that's been going on with these protesters who are doing nothing but wasting your time and trying to take away your First Amendment rights, your rights to assemble peacefully, and the media being on the thug side. What the heck are you guys thinking, media? It doesn't make sense. Well, you all get it. The only person that doesn't get it is you, Miss Palin, because here's the first thing that I got to mention now. So if you guys watch, you know, any type of a right wing media, then you guys know that when they use the term thug to describe a black person, they're basically calling them the N word without calling them the N word. It's just coded language that they use so that they don't come across as racist. But really, they do. And that's just one of the many forms of racism. Okay. now, secondly. She mentioned in her quotes that she's taking away, that they are taking away your First Amendment rights 
to assemble peacefully. And that's the greatest irony of it all, because if you've ever watched a Trump rally throughout the weeks and the months, then you know that there's nothing peaceful about these rallies at all. They verbally abuse people who aren't white to leave the premises, and if that isn't bad enough, if you're black, if you're Muslim, if you're any color, culture, or creed, then they literally bum rush you out of that hall immediately. They will push you, shove you, punch you, kick you in the stomach, spit in your face. And what does Trump have to say about it? He says, get them out of here. Really? So to assemble peacefully couldn't be further from the truth. And thirdly, which is probably the greatest irony of them all, Sarah Palin is infamous for having more than a few men of color as her boyfriends back in college. It's pretty well known that she had a little jungle fever thing going on while she was studying in them books, but I don't think she was really studying in them books, if you know what I mean. So I find it ironic that the same dudes that you, you know, rocked the casbah with a whole long time ago are the same type of people that you're bashing and calling thugs. And for people who don't believe me in the term that thug is used to describe black people as the N-word, just go over to any Geraldo Rivera or Bill O'Reilly podcast or anything in the store, and they will let you know what the language that they use. I've even heard them say that there are white thugs out there. So to say that thug is only exclusive to black people, I mean, that should really uh, turn your gears a little bit here and there. But nonetheless, going back to Palin. Just because of the rhetoric that she was using, I can't give her a pass. I got to give her that wankster because at the end of the day, you can't use that language to describe people of color just because they don't agree with your ideologies. And the type of ideologies that Trump is trying to impress upon on America, should he win this election, then we are witnessing the 2.0 version of Hitler. It's, it, all he's missing is a little weird mustache and the black hair and his hand going up in the air like this. That's all he's missing. Because at the end of the day, this guy is not trying to bring people together. He's trying to divide people together. Another form of racism, which is to, to divide every sect from one another. The guy is talking about building a wall in front of Mexico, for God's sakes. And it's ironic enough that Mexico was actually one point in time the U.S. of America. But hey, they'll never teach you that in the history books. But nonetheless, I sit my tea to that. So, Palin, are you getting this, Wankster? Of course you are. And I'm going to drop it one more time, just like this. Oh, not the, not the little back. Sorry, one more. <laughs> they got me so twisted up in the game right now, but you're getting this wankster just like 50 did. Oh, man. I, I had to let it be known, man, but uh, Juice, what's your take on that? <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what to add to that. <laughs> I, I agree with everything that you said. Mm hmm that was, uh, you, you said you, you stated all the facts <laughs> like I'm not even American but like I feel like I'm somewhat invested in this yeah. just because there's a huge racial component to it you know what I mean and I obviously don't want Trump win for obvious reasons Hillary he, he seems to be winning it like seems like, like it in the like like <laughs> It's, I think it's between him and, and Ted Cruz right now for the Republican nomination, yeah. basically. I mean, it could be all smoke and mirrors, but he looks like he has a large contingency of people who are following, who what, are he's following what he's saying. But I'm not surprised because America was built on the backs of racism, basically. Yeah. So if people are trying to tell me that racism doesn't exist to this day, look at his campaign trail. That is a prime example of it. As for Hillary Clinton... I feel like she's fake. Like, I know she's on the Democratic end, yeah, but, like, yeah, yeah. I feel like when it comes to race, I'm not saying she hates black people. I just hate, I just think that she hates to try to answer to the issues that black people question her on. 
And I feel like she's not sincere. I feel like she's only getting a pass because her husband used to be president and a lot of people consider him Most to be likely. the first black president or whatever. Yeah. So she's still trying to get some of that shine off of him, basically. Like, I remember she said a statement about black people, about them being young predators and how we need to bring them to heel. So oh, yeah. when that statement came out, a lot of people have been questioning her about what did you mean by that? What did you mean by that? So I feel like ever since she then, just left it alone. she's trying to leave it alone, yeah, but there are people who keep on pressing her about it and she seems so agitated about it and it's freaking hilarious because she's exposing herself. Yeah. Now, when it comes to Bernie Sanders, I would love for Bernie to win because he seems very sincere about the changes he wants to make in America and also because of the fact that he's an integrationalist, basically. Um, there are plenty of photos and there's plenty of footage of him marching with Martin Luther King, basically. He was one of those white people who decided to ban with him. He was getting yeah, bitten yeah, by yeah. the dogs and hosed down by the police. And he knows what black people have gone through you know, within America since that era at the very least. So I feel like he would be the best fit for president but the skeptic in me says it's not going to happen just because, I don't know, man. America, America, America's too dumb for their own good sometimes. I'm sorry. Yeah. But anyways, enough of all that. Let's talk about the good and plenty real quick before you go. Uh, it's going down March 25th. Uh, what should we expect from the 10th and possibly the final hurrah? I'm going to make this short and sweet. By all means, Blair. By all means. Well, First and foremost, I didn't get a chance to talk about this. I'm throwing the biggest pre-party okay. ever. Okay. You ever seen the movie Project X? Oh, have I ever? <laughs> so I'm throwing this out there, but I'm not. I'm not getting into details. Okay, okay. Because this is more for my personal, personal, personal friends, and I'm gonna say family because this is like cousins and yeah. brothers and you know things like that. So I'm, I've rented, you know, a, a, a penthouse suite downtown, 56th floor, okay. with a view right beside the, the CN Tower, the ACC. Views for the six, um, I see you. Yeah, I've hired <laughs> a, a professional photographer. Mm -hmm. I got my GoPro cam guys okay. with me. Bomb, bomb. Uh, we're doing hors d'oeuvres, appetizers, <clears throat> you know, champagne toast. Ooh. This is going down before my party. Sounds swanky. Yeah, so <laughs> I've been letting little posts here and there out on Snapchat and Instagram, but I have not released the address. I've never said where exactly this is going to be, but I can definitely tell the world I'm doing uh, the craziest pre-party ever. Yes. Then we're going to go to the party in style. So mm -hmm. I plan to roll to the good and plenty, uh -huh. probably about 30 to 40, 50 deep. Okay. We're going to take an entire section, and when we arrive... Uh -huh. God willing, uh -huh. the place is packed, the yeah. party's booming, you know, um, and yeah, it's at Maison Mercer, like I said, Toronto's most premium, luxurious venue, mm -hmm. Easter long weekend Friday, mm -hmm. my 30th birthday, the 10th year anniversary of this party, the grand finale of this party, mm -hmm. it's also 10 years I've been doing events, mm -hmm. 10 years I've been partying, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's like for me, it's milestone after milestone after milestone after milestone, and and that's why this party is such a big, such a big, um, you know, touches my heart. Type oh, of, of course, more it's, than just like all the other parties. It's your love child, yo. It's yeah. the one that started the Kamikachi brand, basically. Yeah, like literally. Yeah. Um, which was this party was kind of just, it was just something to do at the age of twenty that mm -hmm. turned into now like 
my whole year evolves yeah. around. It just manifested game. itself into like one big giant beast that everyone can be a part of. Yeah, and that that's what the fun part is because like when I mean like from pre-party to party mm -hmm. to probably an after party, it's not just that day. We party for like three days straight. Yeah. It turns into the Good and Plenty weekend. And what I like about it is that I've been to one of your Good and Plenty parties actually, and it's not like a specific crowd is only meant to be there. Like I've seen so many different types of faces that have been in that party, right? Yeah. And so what I like about it, it's it's all inclusive basically, and Definitely. I think that's a real really special thing about it because it, it just encapsulates the essence of Toronto basically. Definitely. So it's definitely somewhat sad to see if it is in fact the last one, <laughs> but I think. Also, people should know that it's a time for celebration, if it is. Like, let's celebrate the legacy of yeah. the good and plenty, and let's make room for a new chapter, if that's the case. Yeah. Definitely, and, and that's a part of my plan. My plan is to, um, the following years, just celebrate my birthday differently, yes. which I don't really want to get into it, but I uh -huh. want to definitely kind of create a new lane as I turned 30, my 20s was fun. The good yeah. plenty was great. You know, we partied hard. Like I said earlier, I'd fallen off couches. <laughs> um, my boy Brandon, he wasn't here earlier, but, you know, he's been at every single one. Mm -hmm. so he was there when, it, when nobody came. Mm -hmm. And I always talk about that one. He was there, I think it was once or twice. I think maybe 15 people showed up to the good and plenty, and I mm -hmm. promoted it. But, you know... When I needed that to happen, or I needed that to happen in order for me to be where I am right now, yeah. which is a part of the process, which is why like mm -hmm. 10 years means so much mm -hmm. um, for me and kind of everybody that's been a part of it, especially for like, you know, guys like him who's actually been yeah, like, every single good and plenty. I have like a handful or maybe a dozen friends that have actually been to every single one. Mm -hmm. Dedicated. So, yeah. Most definitely. They seen the baby grow. Exactly. <laughs> and fall. Exactly. And fall again. Yeah. <laughs> and then grow some more. I'm going to have to call child services for yeah. that. So I don't know all that. <laughs> all right, man. Juice, thank you so much for coming through. Uh, you know you're welcome to come through anytime. If you do have an event coming up that's not good and plenty, you're so welcome to come yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. You know, We'll still make it an annual tradition regardless. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, where can the people find out about the good and plenty as far as social media is concerned? Well, this year I kept it real simple. We created a website called thegoodandplenty.ca. Mm -hmm. That way, you know, it's like all about working smarter instead of harder. So mm -hmm. tickets go on goodandplenty.ca. You need booths, information, bottle service, packages, mm -hmm. everything. There's photos. There's videos. We're, um, you know, DJ Mars Forever. He's actually here with me today. We mm -hmm. created a, an online mix that's dropping maybe tomorrow. We got CDs, but the link will be on thegoodandplenty.ca. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I kept it simple rather than, yeah. you know, a hundred phone numbers, exactly. store locations. It's, it's like make it convenient for people. Mothership, basically. Yeah. And that website will be available up until say 9 PM that night. Okay. For last minute people you just, it's like Ticketmaster. Yeah. You go, you print your ticket or you show your phone. We're going to have people there scanning, uh, you know, the barcode mm -hmm. and make things real smooth. Exactly. I like that. Once again, thank you for coming through. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, next week on Cool Radio, we have one of Toronto's biggest rap legends in studio next week. He goes by the name of Rochester, a.k.a. Juice. Another Juice, actually. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He'll definitely be in the building next week, so I'm very amped up for that. Uh, you guys can always keep in contact with me on Twitter at DM underscore Cool, or for the show specifically, Cool underscore Radio. Make sure you follow us on SoundCloud with that same handle and subscribe to the podcast in case you missed it the week before and what have you. We have everything up on there uploaded already. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, Cool underscore radio we, we we are at 80 subscribers in counting so let's push that because i want that to go higher most definitely and also 
hit up the fan page on Facebook at Cool Radio. Make sure you do all that fun stuff. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, Cool Radio is a division of Cool Click Media and Entertainment, reminding you each and every day that we are out here creating our own legacies. Keep it gravy and wavy. We are out of here. Peace. Cool.